0: Listening to the Cream of the Crop with Cat's Cream, only on 107.9 Camblyne yeah. Radio. Meow!
1: Hello and welcome to another programme of Cat's Cream. I am your host Cat Gibson and I'm with you all the way through until one o'clock. This is going to be a bit of a holiday special as I'm off for a wee while, but I've left a little something something for you. So today's show we're going to have the fabulous Liz Allen talking to us all about another phenomenal woman. This time it's about Red Republicanism and Helen McFarlane. I've also got another trip out to Oren Moore this week to enjoy more live music from Jordan Harvey, his journey from Queensferry to Nashville. He was supporting the Eli Young Band, so we'll hear a track from those alongside some other great tracks later on. So get the kettle on, sit back and let's enjoy. I'm going to kick off with... Danny Mortimer who's launched a brand new album called From the Cutting Room Floor and this is his track called Just Like Before. Now Danny's a singer-songwriter from Elgin and I've known him for a couple of years so I'm so pleased to play this track Just Like Before. Scream the only on Cam King. Glenn Radio, 107.9 FM.
2: Up your voice, feed your music, your station.
1: The incredible vocal there of Kate Reid from Betty Hill in the north of Scotland singing a 300-year old love song, Aphid Vale. I just love that. I love the sound of her voice. Now, next week I'm going to be talking to a brand new artist, or certainly new to me. I'm going to be talking to Dewar, and this is her brand new song. It's called The Show Is Never Over.
3: Take a minute, take a lifetime
1: first with the show is never over that was followed by brand new track from brooke eden called outlaw love brooke is another rising star in nashville i really like that sound um outlaw love is just an incredible pop country track brilliant still to come on today's show we've got the chat that i did with liz allen all about phenomenal woman helen McFarlane, a charterist who sort of translated the communist manifesto from German into English but was never really accredited with it and then we've also got the interview that I did at Orin Moore with young Jordan Harvey who's starting out his career and he's moved from Queensville to Nashville about his country music career. Before all that let's listen to this one, this is from the Eli Young band, they were also performing as the headline act at Orrin Moore not a band I knew an awful lot about but they come from ten- Texas And two of the boys came out wearing cowboy hats. This is country but with a much sort of rockier sound. And this track's just brilliant. If you're going to break up with somebody, don't do it over TikTok or by takes. Do it in a bar, because this is called Break Up in a Bar.
4: in my rear view If you'd have written me a letter Telling me that it was over It'd have torn me right into But you said it wasn't working Walked out and left me on this stool But if you're gonna tell me goodbye baby The place you did it's pretty cool Tears and a little gas. Alright, cause I'd just got in my truck, hit the road. you we'll
2: To do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV, and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glenn Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk
1: before the break there you heard from the Eli Young Bar with break up in a bar. They were absolutely incredible. I thoroughly enjoyed my night at Orinmore. Still to come on today's show we have got the track from George and Harvey and the interview that I did with him in Orinmore. Also got the amazing Liz Allen going to be talking to us all about Helen McFarlane and her life story. But before we do all of that another one from last week's concert that I was at. This is Kayleigh Hammock and That Dog. (laughs)
3: been through this kind of heartbreak I've never quite missed something this way Give you back the spare key, threw the baggage in the backseat Drove away crying But not about you and me All I really miss is that dog I can't sleep at night I bet you're drunk and he's all alone, did you even
4: Fern Hill
5: from High Cross Hill
6: to halfway
7: and across the southeast of Glasgow.
6: This is Cam Glen Radio
7: 107.9 FM.
6: Your local station.
7: Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements.
8: Everyone experiences bereavement at some stage in their life, whether it's the death of a parent, a loved one, a friend, or a child. The experience often means that lives will never be the same again. Cruise Scotland can help provide support to overcome the grief and emotions that follow. If you or anyone you know needs support, they can be called on 0808 802 6161. That's 0808 802 6161. Ralgon and Kamaslang Ethnic Minorities Club are inviting people from ethnic minorities living in the Kamglen area to join in their club in Fernhill Community Centre. They meet every Tuesday from 11am to 1pm. Various workshops and exercise classes take place, including zumba, cooking, sewing, and arts and crafts. For more information, email farah.mogul at hotmail.co.uk. And farah is spelled F-A-R-A-H. H.mogul.uk which is M-O-G-H-U-L. And finally, get creative every Monday evening for the Imaginative Arts class from Healthy and Happy. Think outside the box, boost your creative skills and have fun. Classes are on every Monday from 6.30pm in number 18 venue on Farmloan Road. There's no need to book, just drop in. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If
1: you have an event or activity, in Rutherglen or Campus Line? Let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community visit camglenradio.org slash local. As I was telling you, I was involved with chatting to Liz Allen all about the phenomenal Helen McFarlane. Don't worry if you don't know who she is. I really didn't know very much about her until I started doing my research as well. But she's going to tell us all about it now. So we are going to look at another one of these phenomenal women with Liz Allen. This time we are going to, it's sort of red republicanism this time, and it's not really a story of riches to rags, more riches to obscurity. And then it's been a while before anybody hears anything else about her. So do you want to tell us about who we're looking at this month
7: and why? Well, our name this month is a woman called Helen McFarlane who is very very underrecognized both among women and among anyone who wants more people to have access to decency in their life she was way way ahead of her time and maybe that's one reason she has been forgotten about because when her big ideas of women having suffrage and her big ideas of education being for men and women of all classes were becoming more popular. Our Helen had passed away many years before that. So you know you speak about the right idea at the right time. She seems to have been a person who had Some of the right ideas, but too early. So that's why she was forgotten about, even by the areas of Barhead, which is why we're looking at her. Now, Helen was actually born into a very wealthy family. Her family had made their money in the calico printing businesses of Barhead. Her mother had money in her own right. Her name was Stenhouse. And she also had been brought up in that very comfortable middle class setting where your daughters didn't really get much education and above all your daughters were groomed to run their own households at a suitable time. Their family home was one that anyone who wants a a walk around the West End of Glasgow can go and visit. It was number five Royal Crescent, just along from Charing Cross before you get to the art galleries. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful curved Georgian terrace akin to those famous and preserved buildings of Bath. So that's where she was born and brought up. And there's no doubt there was maybe the plan of a suitable marriage for our Helen. She must have been able to get education maybe at home, maybe from tutors. We don't really know the details, but her life was moving through a very turbulent time in Britain and also a time when people of radical ideas were coming together and starting to think, how can we change the world? Now, Helen was not part of that but she did observe the struggles of working people because there were a lot of actions in the mills that they owned where the workers were saying, we want better conditions, we want a union, we want to be consulted. And in fact, the Macfarlane mills were unionised. But then it seems the unions were asking for too much and at one point the greens were sent in who were a very fierce military force. But the unions were in place in those factories where their money was based on. And in fact, there's a lovely anecdote that one of the work's managers was such a radical and was always talking politics that he named all his favourite tulips after his favourite radical mines, which is a lovely idea because you could rename all your plants after the people you most admire. There's something to do for all you gardeners out there who are dreading the onset of autumn and not so much to do in the garden. This very comfortable life was moving into the 1840s, just at the time when right across Europe there was this mood among many countries, among many people of let's get together and change the world, basically, that's what they were saying. And this idea of liberation and this idea of equality in Helen's mind wasn't just suffrage and the vote for all men, It was also suffrage and the vote for all women. So she was very, very much ahead of her time. Now, her ideas were suddenly shocked totally because of the economic disaster that befell her own family. Her father, the owner of the Calico Printing Works, passed away. Maybe he hadn't been a great businessman. Maybe it was the wrong era for his works to prosper. But the family, within two weeks, had entirely lost their ownership of the Macfarlane Mills. They had to sell everything, including the lovely townhouse at Royal Crescent. And the ideas that Helen and her family may have had of a suitable marriage went away. Their whole ideas of security for the future went away. And the second result, as well as no suitable marriage, was that Helen had to get work. And in this aspect, rather like a a person or a character from a romantic novel, she goes from a lady of leisure to a lady of work and is employed as a governess. Now, this cat is the section of her time which puzzled me a little because we have about five years. She's become a governess and the next time we really know about her, it's about five years later And she's in Germany, working as a governess. Now, I wondered, why is she in Germany? It seems to be, perhaps, that she was part of the business and was learning German.
1: I can fill that bit in, because basically
7: what happened is the boys had gone to Germany to learn more about the
1: chemistry and the trade. And while the boys were in Germany, she was already there. That's how she had learned German And that's how she ended up going back to Germany during the times of when they've got the the revolutions and the disruption there. And that's how she's there
7: when Vienna kicks off. Well, that's exactly what I pieced together, because she was in Vienna, there was revolution in the streets, there was revolution in the coffee houses, and there was revolution being written down. And it's around then that she comes into the circle of Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. Now, you can imagine this young Scottish woman must have been unusual in her interest in modernising society. She must have been quite unique in coming from Scotland and being fluent in German. So fluent, in fact, that when Marx and Engels discuss their big new book, Which we now know as the Communist Manifesto, our Helen MacFarlane from Barhead decided. Maybe she'd nothing else to do that week that she would translate it. Now you don't do a translation of something like that unless you had a phenomenal interest in the subject and unless you've a phenomenal command of German. Karl Marx, whom we've all heard about, regarded her very highly. He actually called her a Avis. For all of you folks who don't speak Latin, that means she was basically a force of nature, a phenomenon, all the way from Barhead to being within this world of revolution and this world of great dreams. And that was what she said. She wanted to be part of that. She could think of nothing better than changing the world. Here's what she said. All I thought when I was in Vienna was there was a universal humbling of imposters. The men and women are determined to live no longer in lies. Good for our Helen. Now, she comes back to London. She's working on her translation and she comes into the orbit of the small group who want to move the world forward. And the general word for this group, you would call them the Chartists. Mm. Now, don't be afraid, listeners, if you think, what's the difference between a Chartist and a... I don't know anything else. Basically, they wanted the ideas that now we take for granted, that men and women should have the vote, that it shouldn't depend on your money and it shouldn't depend on your education. So Our Helen was working in those circles and she was doing her translation. So what she decided to do was offer it to a publisher called George Harney. And the publication of the Marx ideas was given out one month at a time. A small portion of the manifesto, Our Helen's work, was published. And it was seen as a phenomenal bit of work by a woman... And it was seen as important for the world. And that's when we come to somewhat of a puzzle. Because if she's so important and she's so special and she's so adored, why don't we know much about her? Now, Kat, have you tracked anything down? Because I have an idea, but I don't know if you agree with my idea. Why did our Helen somewhat disappear.
1: Ah well now it could be because of the wife of uh, George Herney who basically decides that well because Helen had such a posh upbringing Mary wasn't. George's wife Mary was of weaving stock so she was part of the proletariat and of course Helen wasn't and I think Mary had got a little bit sort of annoyed at the fact that she was being seen as the leading link. thinking, how can she be the voice of the working class when she was never part of the working class?
7: Well, you could have that idea, and I think that's part of the mix. Because I think another reason was our Helen was suddenly sidelined, was that Helen, who was the darling of all these brainy people, had met a guy. Oh, yes. Francis Proust. (laughs) And the story is that our Helen introduced Francis Proust to all her radical pals, and that Mary, the somewhat jealous wife of the publisher, did not like the antics of Francis Proust. Now, was that because he was a wee bit keen on her... ...behind Helen's back. We don't know, but I find it very ironic... ...that this woman who was wanting to basically lead the revolution... ...in fact, it looks as if she was sidelined... ...because of something that's so stereotypically... ...what women do, like a gossipy bitch fest. I don't... uh, Anyway, she didn't give up. She decided she wasn't going to stay in that circle... ...with George and the jealous Mary... And she married the dodgy Francis Proust and in 1853 she had a daughter and her daughter was called Consuela, glorious romantic name. And she decided to make a fresh start and sail to go to South Africa to make a new life. Two tragedies followed. First of all, her husband died and then also she lost her baby. And she comes back to Britain. There then follow another couple of mystery years because what does she do? Her life is turned upside down, her plans haven't worked out. And then in 1854, only a year after those two tragedies, she marries again. She marries the Reverend John Wilkinson Edwards, who was recently widowed. And he's a widower with 11 children. Now, the marriage to the vicar, we don't know. We'll never know what went on in that marriage. But she did give birth to two boys, Herbert and Walter. Now, those names gave me a moment of thought, Kat, because Herbert and Walter are fine names and they're grand names and they're solid names but they're not the same as what she called her daughter, Consuela. And maybe I'm a romantic, but I thought it's almost as if she's given up on the dreams by calling her daughter Consuela, who is the name of a heroine in a George Sand novel. It was a woman of great adventures and a woman of great power in her society. And then you come back and you marry a widower with 11 children, And you have a boy called Herbert and another boy called Walter. I don't know. I just thought the woman's been through so much and the woman's actually been through too much. Because sadly, folks, we have to tell you that at the age of 41, Helen McFarlane, the first woman, the first person to translate this enormously influential book, passed away of bronchitis and is buried in the churchyard. But that's not really the end of the story, is it? Absolutely, because then she gets sort of rediscovered. And because
1: of all the extra work that's been done, we hear about all her other ideas about the suffrage for women, about anti-slavery and the huge amounts of essays that she was writing about anti-slavery and the campaigning that she was doing to try and prevent that. About unionizations, about workers' rights, about education.
7: She is someone that I think it's a bit like a sleeping beauty story. She burned so bright and then was hidden away. One of the words that was said about her was that she was a merciless critic of all forms of domination, whether by class, race or gender and she flickered briefly across British radicalism before disappearing and I think these people who are so important at the time disappear and part of our agenda with our series of remarkable women is to rescue them from obscurity the way some biographers have tried to do because Helen McFarlane is someone that men and women from Scotland should know more about and should be very proud about.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There should be a blue plaque up on the Royal Crescent
7: And more than that, you know that when I'm doing my studying for you, I try to find a quirky thing. Can I tell you the quirky thing I've found for you? Well, I was very interested in this turkey red bandana. Apparently a bandana. We all know a bandana. The bandanas were the height of fashion in the 19th century, the turkey red bandanas. And then they've had quite an interesting history. So I ended up finding out a bit about bandanas, you know, as worn by cowboys in many, many films, as worn by many women in World War II because they were so practical to keep your hair out of your eyes when you were working on heavy machinery in these factories and 12-hour shifts. And most powerfully and also poignantly of all, cat is the story of the turkey red bandana firefighter I wondered if I could tell our listeners that one because we know that the tragedy of 9-11 over 3,000 people were eventually killed but among the tragedies there were these stories of huge bravery and huge survival And one of them was a group of about 18 people. And when the stories were coming together and people were talking about their experiences, three different groups of six people said, well, he wore a red bandana. Well, that was our guy. Well, he wore a red bandana. That was our guy. That was our guy three times. And it turns out that the same man went to the 78th floor on three separate occasions to rescue six people and that man was eventually identified and his name was Wells Crowther. He was a part-time firefighter as well as working in the trade centre. Now the recognition to him is well deserved but sadly he's not here to absorb that because he was not a survivor of 9-11 and in America over many of the states in recognition of his bravery they actually have Wells Crowther events to remember the heroism of the man in the red bandana and I think that's a positive story related to our Helen and our turkey red calico printing works way, way in Barhead in the mid-19th century.
1: And I think also there's a link to Landressi Street because Landressi
7: Street had a turkey red factory there as well. That's because you've been exploring the East End <laughs> after our Maggie MacIver chat. Where will your brain take you next? <laughs> I've no idea. So what's the music choice for this week? Oh, well, there only seemed one choice for the music because let's see what this should be. Because I think the idea of people having access to education, the people having idea to improve themselves and the idea that people all together could manage and move on Here's the words that Helen wrote that directly link to our music choice. Helen wrote, Let's have a society such as the world has never yet seen, not only a free man, but a free woman. So it has to be, do you hear the people sing from Les Miserables?
4: You hear the people sing Singing the song of angry men It is the music of a people Who will not be slaves again When the beating of your heart Echoes the beating of the drums There is a life about to start When tomorrow comes Will
3: you join in a crusade Who will be strong and stand with me Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the And take your chance The blood of the martyrs will water the meadows of France
1: to the amazing Liz Allen and all the work that she did with Helen McFarlane I have to be honest and say poor Liz was actually suffering with a terrible cold when she did all of that so I'm so grateful that she did complete it for us that was also from Les Miserables of course Do You Hear The People Sing that's a huge great big anthem to finish up with So we're going to go for the second hour and in our second hour we're going to have the interview that I did with young Jordan Harvey who talks about his journey from Queensferry to Nashville, about becoming a star in Nashville. I'm also going to be playing some great tracks as well. We'll have some more music in the next hour. Just before we head up to the top of the hour, let's go and listen to this one. It's a brand new one from the Kingdom Choir. It's called Let It Rain.
5: Cat Scream 107.9 FM, your voice, your music, your station.
9: She's a little bit
3: younger, call her baby, drives me crazy, cause that used to be me. She knows all of your secrets and your dive bars and your back roads There you drive when you need to think. She gets to call your mama, talk about you, say she'll see her soon. She gets to do all the things I thought I'd always do. I don't wish that I could be her The way you hold her like you're never gonna leave her How they love her in your hometown too I'm jealous, I can't help
0: it I want every second that your hands are on her body How you put her name in every prayer to God She has it so good, but she has no clue I'm jealous of myself when I had you Gotta look at the pictures Of you with her On my mirror Cause I still ain't took them down And I still got the t-shirt
3: That you bought her At a concert Now the tour dates are faded out. She gets to know Your number Never wonder Who's been on your mind She gets to keep you night And now it's keeping me up tonight
1: listening to Cat Gibson right here on Cam Glenn Radio 107.9 FM with you all the way through until one o'clock. Coming up in the second hour then, we've got the interview that I did with Jordan Harvey at Moor on Wednesday night when he was telling me all about his journey from Queens Ferry to Nashville. And we've also got some more great music for you all the way through. On Wednesday night, I headed off to Moor. It was the night of the supermoon, the blue moon, and there was three people on the track. There was Jordan Harvey from Queensferry, there was Alana Springsteen, and then there was the Eli Young Band. The Eli Young Band were obviously a headline act. They were absolutely amazing. Jordan is incredible, but he's just starting out in his career, so when I've done the the chat, you'll hear it. It's really very quick. So thank you so much for agreeing to do this for me. So tell me a little bit about how you got into music, first of all.
6: Uh, I actually got into music because my, this is, sounds very morbid, but my cousin died, and I was given a drum kit of his, and I just decided to keep it in the family.
1: Wow, right, okay, so you got a drum kit. <laughs> got a drum enough. kit, and
6: I started hitting things and making a lot of noise, and then, uh, yeah, that was honestly my gateway into...
1: How, how? Why country music? Because, I mean, let's face it, Scotland tends to be, it's all about football and maybe the pipe bands?
6: Yeah, I think as well. Like, you know, there is a direct correlation between country music and Scottish folk, and I think that... you know the major aspect of it being storytelling so i always wanted to live in america and i just knew that when i found out that country music was very similar to scottish folk i was like okay there's my gateway into america and um yeah i've been there for five years now
1: oh yeah because they would totally use a whole slew of the the old scottish folk was initially taken over and of course that's how really country started yeah so tell us about nashville what's been nashville's biggest surprise maybe for you
6: Um, The heat The heat I mean it's unbearable It's like 105 degrees Every day Especially in the summertime Nah I think culturally It's pretty similar To be honest It's just very hot And um, people have funny accents
1: (laughs) Yeah but you get funny accents All over Scotland So you're not getting away With that one Especially in Aberdeen Yeah (laughs) So tell us about the EP How did that come about?
6: Um, I mean I just started Writing for that EP Back in 2020 And then You know I'd built All these songs together And I'd had them in a folder And I kind of Started to pick What I thought was The best songs and what were the most relevant topics in, in today's modern society and it just kind of came together that's why i called it, it is what it is
1: excellent and of course you were talking about uh, along for the ride so tell me about how did that come about and how did the collaborations <clears throat> for that work
6: yeah i mean i wrote that song I, my missus is from alabama so i was driving back from alabama to tennessee which is a straight road for seven hours it's very boring it's kind of like driving from edinburgh to london and i just had this idea for this song she was singing along in the passenger seat and this line came to me which was I might have my hands on the wheel but I'm just along for the ride so I called my mates and you know next thing you have it we basically wrote the song.
1: Great and what's next for you what are you going to do after the EP?
6: Eh, I'm working on new music right now and you know I'll go back in the studio I'm on tour with Nico Moon over in the States for the next three months and Chase Wright and then I have a bunch of one-offs hopefully back at the Grand Ole Opry, and then that'll close out the year married at the top of next year and then I've not really thought much past that to be honest.
3: Oh, you- Cruising about 60 You said that ain't enough Boy, open up that throttle See them horses run Hearts burning harder than the gasoline yeah, This two-lane road is like a movie scene You got your hand out the window Karaoke rocking that dial. I'm just alone for the ride hey. I'm just alone for the ride Don't even
6: know who's driving This old Mustang of mine Stars are falling like diamonds Baby, so am I Anywhere you wanna go
3: get yeah, baby, that's where we will go. See
1: So that was George and Harvey and his brand new track called Along for the Light from his EPRI. It is what it is. You've been listening to Kayleigh with Kat. Cat Gibson, and I hope to take you through a potted history of folk music in Scotland. A running joke in my family was that my mum and dad had got their record collection from an SMP jumble sale, and there may have been some truth in that with the likes of the Royal Scots Guard Pipes and Drums, Lochie's and Donald MacRae, which were frequent sounds at family parties during the late 70s, early 80s. Now my dad had been a piper, and many a weekend my brothers and I were spent in wet, cold Highland games listening to pipe bands. Mum's side of the family, however, came from a place called Lewis, specifically South Lochs, home of the legendary Scottish crooner Callum Kennedy. And, of course, there were distant links to the Maud Gold Medal winner. Saturday nights, however, were spent to the sounds of Scott's scoreboard on the wireless, and then came the immaculate tones of Robbie Shepherd and Take the Floor. Hence the reason that we kicked off with the Bluebell Polka from Jimmy Shand, the Laird of Ochtermarkty. Jimmy's career spanned decades touring all over the world bringing Kaylee music to expats. His bald head, Buddy Holly type glasses and his kilted regalia were instantly recognisable before Instagram was even a thing. His music was of course played absolutely everywhere and was immediately identifiable as Scottish. Later he was criticised for the shortbread tin version of Scottish music but since it was instantly recognisable and definitely part of his brand it worked so well. As I said earlier, many weekends were spent getting taken round Pipe Band Championships at various Highland Games. This was generally culminating in August and Glasgow Green with the World Pipe Band Championships. And over the last few years, there have been some titanic battles between the Irish Field, Marshal Montgomery and the Inverary Pipe Band. And I've been lucky enough to be at both Championships when both have triumphed. This is the Lone Piper then and Highland Cathedral. Piper there with Cathedral. I will come on to the mod later, especially since it's coming to Paisley in October, but we have some great music to come from the likes of Valtos and Project Smoke, and how the ladies have also began to get a foothold in folk music with Iona Fife and Siobhan Miller, as well as the up-to-date music from the likes of Tidelines. But first, Cayley music was traditionally played in rural community centres and weddings, but also by Cayleys held by Lewis and Harris Association, the Sky Association, and I've been to many of these Highland Cayleyers here in Govan. However, by the late 1970s, a Highland band created by brothers Callum and Rory began touring and teamed up with a singer called Donny Munro, and with various different lineups, eventually became RunRig. They brought Gaelic music into pop-rock music industry. Fusing the traditional sounds of Cayley music with a rock band made them popular and the band toured the world with America, Canada and Germany and their success led them to signing with a big record label and a sensational large open-air concert at, of course, the banks of Loch Lomond. This is where Donnie began to create the anthemic Loch Lomond that is played at every Scots party and wedding at the end of the night. However, after their phenomenal success, two of the bands had left to pursue political careers, Donny Munro and Peter Wisher, and another lineup then followed. The band continued and racked up 40 years with an epic send-off at Stirling Castle. So here is Vintage Runrig and their track, Loch Lomond. Run rig there with, of course, Loch Lomond.
2: Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glenn Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk.
1: Now with the likes of the Corries, Alistair MacDonald, etc., it seemed that the world of Aaron Jumpers and Corduroy were all that you could see. But with the popular appeal of Run Rig, jeans and leathers came to the fore. And with that also came the likes of female artists, with Mary Sanderson and her alter ego Annika making it to Top of the Pops with Japanese Boy. Isla Sinclair, popular with Larry Grayson on The Generation Game, produced a number of albums. That was then followed by Jean Redprath. I had found a recorder of her singing about the local woman, Mary Barber, in The Rent Strikes, but I'm afraid it's not radio-friendly. Today we have a huge number of female artists like the Doric singer Iona Fife, passionate about Scots language, and she spoke to me about her career.
5: This year, actually, there's been one in March, The Wild Geese, um, a version of Jim Reed's The Wild Geese, a Violet Jacob poem. Then in April, there was Scotland Yet. So still, that song still hasn't got much radio play at all, which is a, a huge shame, but oh well. And then this Northern Lights single, the third single of the year so far, was put out in collaboration with Aberdeen Football Club. They commissioned it,
9: mm-hmm. and
5: they wanted to use it for their social media campaign to release their new season tickets. And so far, it's been such an amazing response. Like, I've had grown men on Twitter saying, oh, my goodness, this has made me cry. can't wait to be back at Pit Audrey. It's a really smart and slick campaign. You know, have a local singer sing a local song get folk back into the stadium celebrating football. So, you know, I'm really appreciative of the fact that a football club has supported musicians and given us work and thought creatively about what they're going to do. So, yeah, that's been amazing. And the fact that, you know, it's been downloaded so much times that it's been into the the kind of iTunes top 40 download uh, tracks. And that's not genre-specific, so it's not confined to folk music. It's just in general, which is amazing.
1: Uh, A folk song that sort of associated so strongly with Aberdeen as well
5: yeah I miss I miss Huntley and I miss the northeast and I miss Aberdeen as well and I think that a song like that really I don't know if you've seen the video but it's on Aberdeen Football Club Mm -hmm. socials it's really heartwarming and it brings people together and it's like a the idea of connectivity and you know meeting up after a long time being away from one another it's a really beautiful film they've put together Mm -hmm. I just think it's great that a football club supporting musicians like I think that is so so good it really opens your mind up to you know what other things could who who else could you partner up with and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just nice to see a a huge company uh, supporting musicians
7: and what's
1: next for you Iona what are you planning to do next
5: Oh, get through hundreds of emails. That's my immediate. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do, you know. I'm independent. You know, I don't. I don't work with a manager or any sort of agent or anything. And I like that. I like that I'm independent. But it's a lot of admin, and I've been working over the. You know, over the election campaign, to lobby candidates and signing the Scots Pledge, so that when they're elected, they will hopefully pass Scots Language Act, which says that Scots is a language just like Gaelic. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we'll get that piece of legislation passed through maybe like this parliamentary sitting. But I guess musically, I'm starting work on my second album. And I've got some more singles to come out this year. One is a Scotch translation or a Taylor Swift song, which is quite exciting. I have like Graeme Rory on that and Michael Biggins on it as well and, and Jack McRobbie. So really good musicians and it sounds mental but the whole idea of it is to show people of a certain generation that it's okay to speak Doric. it was okay to speak scots in fact it's actually quite cool and it's a bit of a skill for you to to be able to speak it you know when kids like listen to uh, you know scots songs it's usually kind of folk music but to be able to take the scots language out of folk music and say you know it applies to pop music and country music too then it makes it a wee bit more accessible and a bit more cool so if if I could even just get you know one one young person to feel better about their own cultural identity after hearing a Taylor Swift song in Scots then a job well
1: done. And here is Iona Fife singing Lady Fenella.
9: She drinks at the wine Lamenting for her son He was killed by the king of oh, all Scotland For all that he had done For all that he had done Be the deity The Esker, fever He in the laws or the land the sun man the throne but all the king's family retainer we this and they read to Vanilla's home they read to Vanilla's home oh lady Finella, we heard oh your son and who has been to us Thank <laughs>
1: They are singing Lady Fenella and I was lucky enough to see Iona perform here at the Pierce Institute just along the road with Zachary Younger on the guitar. Iona performed a Scots version of Taylor Swift's love story that had the children in the audience in absolute awe. Cam Glen Radio,
7: community announcements.
8: NHS Larkshire is offering free places on courses to help understand your baby and kid's mental well-being using the Solihull approach. For more information on courses, visit inourplace.co.uk and to access courses use the code OWEN123, that's OWEN123, which will make them free. Tesco on the Marnot Road, the Morrisons in Cambus Lang and the Co-op in Rowland Main Street are still taking donations for the Cambus Lang and Rowland Food Bank, asking the stores for collection points if they aren't obvious. And finally, come down to Tory Glen Community Base for some days every Wednesday from 11am to 1pm. Have a chat and meet new people over a hot breakfast roll and a cuppa, all for free. I'm David Cuthbertson, and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio.
1: If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Canberts Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local. Siobhan Miller is from Lothian and has been touring for the last few years too with her band and again fuses traditional with a more pop sound. This is Siobhan Miller with All Is Not Forgotten While The Whole World Sleeps. With All is Not Forgotten While the Whole World Sleeps. The lead singer of Skippin'ish Nori MacIver was here a few years ago and worked with a songwriting group in Govan and they created songs based on stories of the area. So here is Lizzie, and this is sung by Norrie MacIver and it is backed by the Glasgow Barons. <laughs>
3: autumn morning in 1917 the old town of govern welcomed their king a public investiture the first of its kind a three-seated die rocks no one could find soldiers and dignitaries mothers and widows all to be honored by King George V. He walks onto the field, but there's no sign of battle. Only 60,000 Scotsmen, all piled in like cattle. As for Lizzie, she never missed a minute. Did you know the Bulletin? What photo was in it? It's a full house, a die no football the day. Today is for Lizzie who did it her own way. With the Empire Medal pinned to her chest, 5,000 munition workers are singing their best. In their grey khaki overalls, and a smile on her face. She heard cheers from the crowd as she stood in God's grace. Hell is for Lizzie, she never missed a minute. Did you notice the bulletin? The photo was it? It's a full house, our time looks no football the day. Today is for Lizzie did it her own way her devotion to duty working seven days a week 18 hour shifts you knew Lizzie wasn't weak no sign of war and governs all cities all hands out on deck Lizzie's quarter she needs She never missed a minute Did you notice the bulletin? I thought it was in it It's a full house, at die blocks No football the day Today is for Lizzie Who did it her own way After the war, she settled and married A local shipwright, Charles o. Wilson And nine children she carried Lived in governed her whole life Till the day that she died A love shown to Lizzie No one could hide Ellis for Lizzie She never missed a minute notice the bulletin, photo was not it It's a full house, at die blocks, no football in the day Today is for Lizzie, who did it, I don't know it And it's for Lizzie, she never missed a minute Did you notice the bulletin, but photo was in it it's a foolhouse, I die blocks, no football all the day. Today is for Lizzie, who did it her on way. Today is for Lizzie, who did it her on way. Today is for Lizzie, who did it her on way.
1: Nora McIver there with the Glasgow Barons and their song, Lizzie.
2: Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers. And you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life.
3: Skip
1: and Ish themselves have been touring for years with various lineups, but this one with Norrie as the lead singer is proving to be commercially successful, resulting in radio play in Radio 2 and on mainstream shows. Here is one of their anthems. This is Walking on the Waves.
3: An island in sunlight Laughter in the rain A whiskey in the darkness do just to see, Watch the sunset over Heinrich. See the twilight merge to dawn. Hear the waste goodness ashore line. As the island carries on. i have be no on the mountain And we walk down to the sand listening and it listen on the water I see purple to and hard And it's a game of sweet surrender When there's nothing left to say and the strands. And you wonder what says Will shape tomorrow's plans And through the turning of the seasons And the cycle of the day Every drink's another
1: On the waves by Skippinish. Following on from the success of Runrig, we have seen a huge number of bands coming to the fore with the likes of Skippinish, Scarivore, and Manran, and newcomers Tidelines, who are getting to more audiences through the medium of Spotify and, of course, YouTube. Tidelines is about to play a massive open air concert at Queen's Park in the summer, and they've launched a brand new album called Ocean Full of Violence. Their lead singer Robert Robertson is very social media savvy and there's lots of videos encouraging fans to join in with the videos and on guitar lines. This is from the brand new album, it is Rivers in the Light.
3: I can't play a love song Like I told you that I could in days gone by Are you tired but you're still strong as you turn through all the
4: pages of old photographs you smile and then you sigh
3: can't sing a love song Though I told you that I could when we were
4: young Feels like it's been so long
3: Just waiting for the moment when our cynicism dies and hope returns And you see diamonds on ocean diamonds an ocean full of diamonds a full
1: There with rivers and the light. Back to the ladies though. Annie Massey, who plays with the successful band Blazing Fiddles, joined up with Bethany Reed, Gillian Frame, and Laurie McCall, all very successful artists in their own right, and they created an album of fiddle tunes. I was lucky enough to see them perform as Vrant at the Macintosh Church in Mary Hill. This building was designed by favourite architect Charles Rainey McIntosh and is now used as a venue for concerts and weddings. The tune you're about to hear is called Rose Marky Man and the story that Anna told was that a couple were out walking with their dog. The dog disappeared into a cave and came back with a present of a human bone. So CSI Dingwell were then called to investigate the crime scene. Now if it was a crime, it would be very difficult to investigate as the bones were dated to 430 to 630 AD. So Anna decided that this poor fellow needed a tune, hence the reason Rose Marky Man. Marky Man by Rant. Well, that's all from me. I hope you've enjoyed some of this show. Uh, like I said, it's a bit of a summer special. There's been a lot of brand new tracks. We've had some amazing ones from Kayleigh Hammock. My thanks to Jordan Harvey for talking to me, and of course the incredible Liz Allen. Next week I'm going to be talking to Dwart about her brand new track, which is called The Show Is Never Over. Can't wait to be doing that. So until next week, let's go and finish off with this one. It is from Joy Dunlop, her that does the BBC weather and speak Gaelic. She has a brand new album out earlier on in the year called Cur, and this was called The Not Brown Maiden. She is also a huge Gaelic language ambassador, a step dancer and a singer. And she told me she'd started with at least 90 songs, which she whittled down to 10 for her album. So, you're going to hear the lead single from the album, which is basically called Brown Haired Maiden. Now, she's also talking about going to Paisley for the mod, which is coming in October of this year, and I'm sure it'll be a huge, exciting project. But let's listen to Joy Dunlop singing Brown Haired Maiden. My brown-haired maiden. Merry
2: Christmas from all of us at Rutherglen and Lang Food Foodbank. In this season of giving and joy, our community faces a challenging reality. This year, demand for our support has risen by 49%. Meanwhile, donations have fallen by 57%, impacted by poverty and inflation. The need is greater than ever. We urgently require an extra 80,000 tons of food to maintain our stocks at last year's level. You can make a difference. Please donate at all the usual points. Plus, our food bank warehouse at Rutherland Exchange will be open for donations from 10 to 12 every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday throughout December. For more information or to lend a helping hand, call us on 07393 737 030. Thank you for your generosity.
3: It's Wellbeing Wednesday, healthy and happy. When you start to work on your well-being, you'll notice all sorts of changes to your mood, your health and your
6: energy levels. How can you improve your well-being? Get in touch with a friend, do something you're good at, find a way to relax or simply go out for a walk. To find out about
3: activities that will improve your well-being, why not call the Transforming Lives team on 0141 646 0123 or visit our website on healthyandhappy.org.uk.